Welcome to another episode of Movies That Make Us. I'm Jake. I'm Tracy. And I'm Val, Jake's and Tracy's dream killer for the day. <laughs> well, I don't know if it'll be mine. I'm going to be okay with whatever you want to say here. But I think you are, you are a little bit of Tracy's. Opinion, no matter how wrong it is, Val. When, when Tracy dropped off the disc for this movie and he said, this is good. It's familiar enough. You'll recognize it. I told him I'm not a fan of this story, just generally speaking. This is not my favorite. It's never been my favorite Disney animated movie, and there's never been a version of it that I'm like, oh yeah, that this is this is the one that hits home. So I already went in thinking, oh, okay, watch another version. It, we're talking about Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio today, and we'll get into it, I'm sure. But I'm sure we have a bunch of other shenanigans to talk about as well. But. <laughs> But yeah, I, I wanna, I'm not a big fan of the story anyway. So yeah, I do want to give everybody ahead. a heads up that I am in my kitchen again, this or my dining room kitchen area again, uh, this episode. And I have a pug rug cleaner that's that you'll just hear little. <laughs> yeah, I'm talking about you, Rody. So just just to let you know, it. if you hear something that sounds like a pig Rody. eating. He's such a he's, cute dog. He's pug rug cleaner. Oh, he's such a cute dog. <laughs> My kids make the same sound when they're eating too, by the way. So <laughs> and I wanted to thank my sister for my um bird mug Ooh. that I have yet to put on the show. I like she that. got me this bird oh, mug. Oh, that's way cool. That is very nice. A bird. <laughs> I love it. It's love a little it. inappropriate. It's a it's its name. Yeah. Anywho. <laughs> For those that are just listening and not watching, they're like, what are they talking about? Uh, I love birds, and my sister gave me a bird mug, and there is a crested tit on it, a great tit, um, a bearded tit, tit, a long-tailed tit, and a blue tit. That's the name. Yeah. It's science. Those are all types of birds that people people know about. I don't know what's inappropriate about that. At all. I don't either. Um, I also want to say bird related. I now have an entire Magic the Gathering bird. You got it's the complete. A, it's deck. a bird. It's a bird deck. I have my. You got the deck done. Yes. This is a good update from last week where we were. It was a long to build that. Yeah. Long arduous, like cards everywhere. <laughs> um, my sister's kids. Um. Cam and Logan came over and we put their decks together as well. We took a little um, run down to Oasis games um, because you can, they have like a system where there's a computer and you can just type in the card. It'll bring up all the cards. And if they have it, you put it on an order. That order goes to some person in the back room and then they pull all these individual cards for you. Oh, and then wow. they just call your order up. Dave, your order's ready. Here's your cards. Wow. You pay for them and you leave. That's cool. Yeah, I didn't like me and Cameron and Logan were new and to magic. And so we really like we're just leaning heavily on Dave to help us put our decks together. But he pulled out this his big thing of cards. He's got 5000 cards. So we're all mm -hmm. going through the cards like and I'm I, I spent the day before pulling all the birds out and like all the other things. And then they came over. And so, yeah, we were here for like probably five hours the other night just putting decks together at cool. some point i tapped wow. out and i'm like i gotta go bed and uh <laughs> and they're young sometimes, they stayed up late sometimes that could be overwhelming though somebody pulls out five thousand cards I'm like yeah just pick what you want out of there i'm like gonna be nervous <laughs> well, until i've looked at every card that i didn't miss something really really great in there somehow well but as soon as you have your commander and you know like what colors you are, then he's like, here's all the blue cards. Here's all the green cards. Okay. Here's all the white cards. Mm -hmm. Here's the red cards. So I knew my colors. I knew kind of what I was looking for. And then, so we pulled everything we thought we liked and then we would hand it over to him and he'd be like, you don't need that. You don't need that. Oh, you need this one. <laughs> and I'm like, what good thing are you giving away? Like, he's like, no, 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 yeah. that's not, that's better for their deck. 
Um, and but this is, I thought, what you would appreciate the most, Christmas lovers. Is so Logan is putting together this deck that he just wants it to be green because he just wants big mammothy, you know, monsters and everything. And Dave's like, you should add some red in there if you want some big stompy things. You should add some red. And he just kept like pushing it aside. I'm sticking to green. I'm sticking to green. And I'm like, but Logan, you could be Christmas. And he's like, yes. So he'll pull the red over. That's awesome. I'm in. I'm in. I'm 100% in. So Logan's the same That's as me. Awesome. I'm like, ooh, that card's pretty. Let's put that in there. And Dave's like, no, no, no. You don't need that. But I want it. But it's so cute. Look at it. I want it. It's, it's fun. Um, yeah, I... You're saying all of these words like once you've picked your commander and you've got the reds and the greens. Your leader. The... Your leader. Yeah. Well, I I mean, I I guess that it was something those lines. I just don't know how all of that plays into the game. We we one time, this was years ago, my wife and I are like, everybody talks about this magic the gathering game. Let's buy ourselves like a starter deck and try it out. So we went to first of all, it was a bad choice. We went to Target to buy our starter deck, which is fine. It's just, there's nobody there to help you. It's just, you're <laughs> yeah. playing what's there and Where's put together. And, when you need him? Yeah. Yeah. And so I got that and we started going through it and we're like, we have no idea what we're doing. So we're like, well, we'll talk to some people. So we put it up in the shelf in our bedroom and it remains in the shelf in our bedroom. Cause well, it just I'm, never has been so daunting. I'm going to throw this out there. Okay. Dave has a lot of decks. And if you ever want to learn how to play, because I'm still learning, come over. You can play with one of his decks against other people's decks. And then you kind of see, that's how I kind of saw what kind of deck I would like to play. Because I'm not mm -hmm. out there just trying to murder and kill people, right? There's right. some people that are out there. are some people that build decks just to frustrate you. Mm -hmm. Just like, oh, you think you're going to do that? And they have seven cards to go against. Like, they're just annoying, um, and so, yeah, there's a lot of different ways to play. I still don't understand everything because I've only played once, but I'm throwing it out there. If you ever want to play, we can meet up at a galaxy of games or at our house and you can play one of his decks and then you can be like, Oh, I really like this. Or, you know what? I'm good. I'm imagining yeah. that deck of cards is like the present in Christmas, uh, vacation, you know, that's up there <laughs> or wheezy from toy story two. <laughs> you know, yeah. It's very cool. You know, forgot it was up there. Uh, speaking of game playing though, we are going to yes. be a galaxy of games. We are having our ugly sweater episode, ugly Christmas sweater episode that you can be a part of. We're going to be at galaxy games this Thursday. Um, you can start showing up 6 30, 7 o'clock. They have free games that you can play and try. You can also bring, if you want, if you play Pokemon or you play um, Magic, you can bring your cards and play against other people. And then we're just going to be recording our show. You can be there laughing in the background. We're going to have some voting going on for some movies that we're going to talk about. I'm going to bring some prizes. Um, and then you can get some Christmas shopping done if you want to get a game for your family or for yourself. Um, for Christmas, yeah, yeah, so we're, that is we're very 90th South and 1817 West. Yes, I will be yeah. putting creating an event on. Um, well, there is an event created on our Facebook page, um, so you can go in and get all the deets there. Um, and then say that you're going, invite other people to go. They have tables, um, you can bring in a drink, but they also have drinks and treats to buy. Um, it's a pretty fun little neighborhood shop. Cool. We're, we're excited to be there. Um, and if you're wondering what a Christmas sweater episode is, well, you're going to find out when you come, but we are picking each of <laughs> this is good. This is our first on air competition between the three of us, where we are bringing three movies each that are masquerading as Christmas movies. They're happening at Christmas time, but aren't necessarily Christmas movies. And then I think there's going to be some voting from the audience to decide which is and, the best. And we will, yeah. And we will be giving away a prize for the best ugly Christmas sweater. Nice. Yeah. So, so bring so bring your Christmas A game sweater. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And make sure you're following us on uh, social media because we have been getting some passes for movie screenings, and yeah. you could win. We're doing Avatar: The Way of Water. Yep. We just gave those yep. away um, today. Yeah. So yeah, so sure there are going to be more of those opportunities, and, and 
I mean, we make it. You know, we don't make you do a whole lot to win. We just want you. Know, <laughs> we just want to hear from you. Like that's that's it. It's not like we're asking you to do like backflips or fill out some form. You're like, already it's, on it's real easy. You're already um, scrolling. You don't what? have to share, like, nope. comment, send in a blood sample. Well, it's usually, you have to comment, it's usually but... just comment, but usually, yeah. like, most places ask you to do, like, yeah. seven different things. Nominate six friends. Yeah. Yeah. You yeah. don't have to do any of that crap. Here, and here's what's cool. We ask you to comment usually something positive. So think about it. You can put something positive <laughs> out into social media land. What? Is that allowed? You know, it is. We're going we're gonna to get it shut is. down. <laughs> Listen, movies that make us, we've been putting positive stuff into social media land since 2019. All right. That's, that's who we are. So I can't believe like um, we're like, we're coming up on a yeah. big anniversary. Yeah. Yeah. We're almost at, at four. We're like almost toddlers. We're like a toddler <laughs> podcast podcast. We still fall over every once in a while. We still pee our pants a little bit, but Just wait till we hit teens. Or preteens. Well, I can't can't imagine us being all Tweens. angsty and tweens. Oh man. Sometimes uh, I don't shower, so I'm already there. <laughs> <laughs> all right. And and we are excited we do get to see uh Avatar. I, I was mentioning that uh in the car to my wife and my daughter was in the car and she was really excited because she's really been into Avatar Airbender lately. And she thought oh. it was something related to that. And when I said, no, it's the Blue People Avatar, she's like, I hate that movie. Because it always gets confused with the show that I love. I'm like, well, okay. that's <laughs> I. It's a valid point. But she, I don't know that she's actually ever seen the original Avatar. Or is interested yeah. in the water. It just isn't. It just isn't Avatar The Last Airbender. Company. Yeah. Yeah. And then I felt really bad because I set her up for big disappointment. I said, well, you know, there is a live action Last Airbender movie. What? Oh, you Why would you do that? Oh. You're a bad know. parent. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe it's good because you need, you know, our kids need to understand that some things in life just make you miserable, but you have to get out of it. And yeah. you know what I mean? Like, I think this generation of kids, they don't have to deal with a lot of like miserable things being shoved in their faces all day long, unless they're on social media. Yeah. Yeah. So that's what I'm doing. I'm helping her experience misery, I guess. I'm her favorite, her <laughs> no, you're helping her experience it and then overcome it. Oh, that's oh yeah. The big that's big thing is, yeah. well, is well sticking... I did, I did tell her, I, I did give her a little bit of, I said, it's not that good. I said, just remember if you watch it, you always have the animated series to go back and watch. It doesn't disappear because you've watched that. That's movie. a very good teaching moment. All right. You're a so, good dad again. Well, thank you, Tracy. I'm glad I could. Because that few minutes where I was a bad dad, it was a little bit, it was intense for me. Oh, I have to say this. Um, speaking of dads. So I went and saw Bill Burr. Um, and this yes. is, I think, like my third time seeing him. He's one of my favorite comedians. Um and it was so cool because before we went into the Maverick Center, they gave us these little lock pouches and they put our phones and our watches and everything in these little lock pouches so that during the show, you could not have anything electronical out, nothing to take a picture, video, talk on, text on, anything. So we're all holding these little pouches. But then right before he came on stage, they showed a uh, trailer of a new movie that he wrote directed produces and stars in or whatever. And I'm like, well, I mean, I like him, but I mean, that's a lot for, you know, and it's called old dads and it looks hilarious. And it's about older guys being dads. Mm. Um, and it's got some funny people in it. It, I don't know that it's a Jake movie. I mean, it's right on the cusp, but there's a lot of swears. Mm. There's a lot of swears because okay. Bill well, Burr Bill Burr. says all the adult words. Like I was going to say, Bill Burr's kind of that's kind of his mo. So yeah, I mean, Dave I feel like Bill he's Burr Dave's he's Dave's spirit animal, Bill Burr. That's, <laughs> okay. When when Dave really wanted to see how much I could um, take in his personality, I remember we were dating and he's and we would sit and watch comedy shows. And he's like, so I think we should watch this comedian, Bill Burr. And he kind of like 
just as we watch, I'm like, okay, that sounds fun. And as I'm watching it, he's just kind of giving me the side eye, like, was that too much for her? Like, was was that too much? <laughs> because, yeah, he. <laughs> it was like a litmus test for the for the relationship. Yeah. Okay, how is she going to respond to Bill Burr? You're in the deep end, right to start. <laughs> he just says what's on his mind, and he yeah. is an he has like an anger management problem, and that's Dave too. Like Dave's the nicest person. He's got a little anger management problem and he has, he has no filter. He just says it, it's here and then it's here. Um, yeah. And so, yeah, I love them both Bill Burr and Dave in different ways, <laughs> but I love them. You know, and you know who else just really doesn't have a filter and just as whatever is on his mind. That would be Pinocchio in Guillermo del Toro's <laughs> Pinocchio. True facts. That is facts. very good. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna say this right now. This is one of the most amazing animated, like the animation. This is some of the most amazing animation you see ever. Like yeah. the puppets they used and the stop motion was so flawless and just so amazing. Um, you forget that you're watching a stop motion type animation mm -hmm. movie. I mean, and like I love I love the Corpse Bride. I love um, Nightmare Before Christmas. Kubo and the Two Strings. All of the pale comparison to this movie, as far as the animation goes. Is that fair? Yeah, one hundred percent agree. Absolutely. Uh -huh. Yeah, if this it's doesn't definitely win on my list for animated uh, movie of the year. Like, I have to submit five um, movies in each category, and this this mm -hmm. I don't know where it's going to be on my list of five, um, but it will be on that list. It, it's unlike anything yeah. you've ever seen before, like. It is, it's stop motion, but it almost feels like CGI because yeah. it is so smooth. Usually in stop yeah. motion, you get the little glitches, you know, and that's kind of its charm. And it's there, but it's so slight because it's so well done and so smooth. I don't know how they pulled it off. And we've well, talked about well, this before, but animated movies, sometimes you don't think that it can have the same technical aspects that they have to think about is a live right. action movie. But this movie one of the things that i love about it the most is the lighting oh yes which yeah. is something yeah. that you don't yes. really think about for an animated movie because usually it's just like oh it's nighttime oh it's daytime oh you right. know but this the the lighting in this film um is so gorgeous like it brings mm -hmm. these deep colors out and then it brings in these moments and the feelings and and it's one of those things that I could just shut off the sound, which would probably be best for me. Um, and then just, just watch the movie. Well, I, it, it really stood out to me, um, just the little details when I was watching it. And there's the, I don't know what the creature is, Tracy. This is a Del Toro special. It's a, it's the a seraphim. I'm, yeah, it's seraphim. a seraphim. Okay. Yeah. Okay. In the uh, but the yeah in the underworld and he's talking to her and she's got all the eyes along her horn and they're each blinking individually i was like yeah. what in the world i mean that kind of stuff in this kind of a movie is is really really amazing and it's funny to me because it is now out on netflix you can watch this on right. netflix right now um and it's in like the trending section or newly released and it was right next to the new animated Scrooge movie for us on Netflix where the animation is CGI and is so poorly done. Like they mm. should not put the two of them next to each other to make <laughs> you think like, Oh, we'll, we just watch Pinocchio. Maybe we'll check this out because it, well, it just doesn't even hold at all. I think, I think before this. we get too deep into this, I, I think people should know this is not necessarily the Disney version of Pinocchio retold. Robert Zemeckis did no, that. It's not. We've got that. This is not necessarily a movie you're going to sit down with your kids and it's going to be a family favorite. This is much more of an adult tale of Pinocchio than a kid's movie. I, I think I, yeah. it's I a think dramatic, it's, it's the more realistic dramatic telling yes. of Pinocchio. I think you could sit down with your kids and watch it depending can. on what, what they can. usually watch. Yes. But it's not going to be yeah. that super magical right. Disney blue fairy moment and right. and this is the second pinocchio movie that we got this year um you know the live yep. action of course we had the one earlier this year with um tom hanks um that 
Nobody not watched. good. I mean, I watched it and there were parts of it that I thought were fine, but then I was like, okay, wait a second. We're getting Del Toro. We're getting um, Ewan McGregor. We're getting Ron Perlman. We're getting Tilda Swinton. Christoph Waltz. Like Christoph Waltz. We're getting like Kate Blanchett. Mm -hmm. Like all of this amazing cast plus Del Toro. I mean, um, so it's going to be amazing. And I think I may have set myself up to an expectation that was unrealistic for like, I just got so excited about how dark it could have been. And then when it didn't it's go, it's pretty dark, it's, it's dark, but I feel like there were moments where he could have gone further and he didn't. Cause I just always expect him to not have a wall of, and I feel like there were some parts in this movie where I was like, well, you kind of went off a tangent over here when I really wanted you to like stick with this moment and then really mm-hmm. go that way where I, I felt it was a little long for me. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a little, it's a little it's, long. It it's kind two of hours. Me. Yeah. 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 And it kind of surprised me that it's kind of a musical kind of not. Um, yeah. I don't yeah, think it, it was overly that, musical. No. No, yeah. but but I was surprised that there were musical moments in there. Yeah, <coughs> yeah but unless I think it was Sebastian scene. trying to sing. Every time he tried to sing, something happened, so he couldn't sing his song. That was great. I did like that. I like. Well, that. and it pays homage to the original story where um, the cricket is unnamed in the original story, and yeah. it gets it gets smashed with a hammer by Pinocchio. And doesn't appear in the rest of the story. So it's kind of an homage to that where he keeps getting smushed. But I think the thing that you have to know with Del Toro is he was raised by his grandmother. And his grandmother was a very strict Catholic. And she did not like fantasy. She did not like fairy tales. She did not like monsters. Like none of that was allowed. That's and weird. that was all the stuff that he was interested in and loved. And he would actually like get punished, but he was like, my love of those things was so great that it overcame that. And there's a lot of mixture of that in this movie. This is, I'm not a Catholic and I'm not going to say I'm an expert on Catholicism, but this is a very Catholic forward movie. Um, there's a lot of symbolism and stuff in, in this movie. And so I'd be interested to hear from somebody who maybe is more uh, oriented with the Catholic church. I mean, I grew up Catholic, went to Catholic school. I forgot about that. Yeah. I mean, how would you know? Well, you've told me I forgot. Yeah, Yeah. I know. Um, I just think people don't remember it because I'm anyway. I just thought Um, that was a really good up. Tracy, have you talked about it? Well, I thought that's what was going on, but (laughs) Um, no, I think like to me, I didn't think it was overly Catholic. I was like, okay, they're, they're getting a little religious. Like that's all I thought here. I mean, it does depict a church that resembles what a Catholic church would look like. Um, but I don't think it was like, um, for me as growing up Catholic, I wasn't like, Oh my gosh, what are they doing? Because I know there are other churches that look very similar. Um, but it is like, for me, it it looks, um, I thought, I thought the religious parts of the movie were interesting. I Mm -hmm. unexpected for me. Um, uh, and it wasn't um, like I didn't take it as a slam or no, uh, no, no, no like what. No. And so I don't want people to think that like for me, it was OK, you're seeing a little bit deeper into um, what this area of the world is and where exactly. they're living and where their thoughts are. But like I, 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 I hesitate sometimes to tell people that there is. Um, religious aspects of a movie because I think some people won't see it. I don't think that there is. It's uh, not overt. No, it's it's it's, visual to tell a point. Like there is a church and there are, there are visual things that you would see in a Catholic religion or in a Christian religion that are there that are visual to, to show a point. Um, Right. And, and I do think that it was done very well. Um, I didn't feel like it was being shoved down my throat or that no, it was or not. that it was um, putting down any sort of religion. So that I thought that was good because when I saw it at first, I was like, oh, which way are we which way are we going with this? Right. I yeah. just kind of held my breath for a minute. Um, and then I was like, OK, like that was it was just a normal. This is 
there's a church in this area and this is you well, know it's central part to of the town yeah exactly it's, like it's, it's part of the yeah yeah so to me that was cool it's, i did very much like um how they handled religion in the story because it just felt like it was just a natural part of the day it wasn't right yeah yeah it's not well, overtly go ahead jake well i was gonna say what what's interesting with with the religious piece of it and even like with the the fascism that's in it and just the overall society as a whole a lot of these movies that are trying to tell a similar story i think tend to go super super negative on those things but i yeah. think they're in there to show pinocchio who's a very different person and how hard it is for people who are who are different yes to fit in with a lot of these normal things but it's not depicting the priest as a super bad guy it's not depicting no. you know and and i like that because i think that that is really the struggle right when when someone who you know you want neurodivergent or whatever like mm -hmm. the way they experience the world it's just different and hard right and it's stuff that we might think is normal and it's stuff that that um nobody's trying to make it difficult and hard it just is and i don't i don't know i like i like the tones that it that it paint with at Garth's religion especially and even this sounds really weird but even with the fascism like the people that were mm -hmm that were depicted as fascists other than Mussolini himself, they were just normal, regular people who were just trying to have pride in their country and patriotism and things like that. And I, um, I think that's a key point. I think that's a very key point because this is a very different um, Pinocchio. And like you said, um, he's very innocent. And the thing that I, I, I think is interesting here is when you have when you think of like fascist fascism especially in in world war ii everybody talks about how they were the people were mussolini's puppets right or um and and so now you have a movie about a puppet who won't do what he's supposed to do in the disney version pinocchio is supposed to be a good boy he's supposed to listen to his parents listen to adults do the right thing and in this Pinocchio, this Pinocchio is becoming a real boy by expressing himself and by finding out who he is and by going against what he's told to do. And it's interesting, too, because he is so innocent, Jake. But then when he's part of the circus, um, there is no Treasure Island there is or Pleasure Island right. um, in this version. Right. There's, a, there's a circus and a, and a fascist uh, training camp. Um, but he's very innocent and he wants approval. And so he does what the puppet master wants him to do to a point. And then he realizes I don't have to do this. And I loved when they brought Mussolini in and he completely changes up the act. And, mm -hmm. you know, I, I think this is the first time that we've seen uh, wooden animated poo. And, and it is uh, that I know yeah, of as a plot point. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, well, that it, was actually a really cool um, scene in the movie. Yeah, it, it, you bring up him needing to be a good boy because in the in in the Disney telling of the story, you're right. He him being a good boy was listening and obeying, and they play that up a little bit in this movie. It's the expectation that is the definition of good, right? But then at the very end, when when Sebastian is like, he was good it wasn't all about obeying it was the motives and what drove him. And, and I think that it's a good thing to do to, to take a look at what does it mean to be good? I think in, yeah. in the forties, when, when Pinocchio comes out, the Disney animated movie being good is you do what mom and dad tell you to do. You do what's expected of you, you go to school, whatever. Now right. we look at it a little bit differently and a little bit deeper as far as, well, what are the motives? Cause you can do all of those things and be a horrible person because Absolutely. what's really driving you to do it. And, you know, he's, he's doing the things that he's doing, not out of spite. He's not being disobedient out of spite. He's doing it just because he doesn't understand. He doesn't know. Right. He's trying to figure stuff out. But when he has to make a tough decision, he makes the right decision. Right decision. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and I like what you said, Jake, about, um, 
you know, really following, um, or maybe it was Tracy, sorry, we've all been talking a lot, um, like really following um, what he thinks he needs to do following that storyline. And I love that they followed Geppetto's storyline a little bit more. They really uh -huh. showed um, how you deal with grief. Yes. Um, and how, oh, I think it was about acceptance, right? Is that we're accepting, it's hard to accept something that's different. And when somebody um, experiences grief in a really hard way, they become a different person. Mm -hmm. And when you live in a small community like that, um, you're no longer that that cheery person that somebody sees every day. You don't have that rhythm of you and your partner every day or you right. and your son every day or whatever it is. Um, and Geppetto is really going through something very, very difficult that he can't let go. And people are treating him like really kind of like shunning him yeah. because he can't get over it. Um, and And I think we've all kind of either experienced that or we've seen somebody kind of go through a really hard transition like that. And I like that it deals with that because we mm -hmm. don't really get into Geppetto's character a lot in, in most of the versions that we've seen. Right. Um, and I do love that we see that. And I do love um, uh, Ewan McGregor's character of the cricket. I think what, because his job is not easy, especially like, <laughs> like Pinocchio is, is he doesn't know what's going on. And so if you take like a kid that doesn't know anything and they're already like eight years old, right. Yeah. But they don't know anything. That kid's a brat. Right. And they don't like not on purpose, but they, just that, don't know. they don't know. And just, if you have to maintain like overseeing that kid. Well, and I really liked at the end when um, they asked Jiminy if he was truly his conscience, if he did. And he was like, probably not you know yeah. like and 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 yeah. i like the fact that that pinocchio had to find out a lot of this stuff on his own yeah he didn't have jiminy there as the deuce machina who shows up at the last second and tells him no this is wrong pinocchio's got to figure out a lot of this on his own which i thought was really cool yeah you mentioned tracy it's not really a musical and we kind of talked about the you know the song in it it's interesting because most of the songs are from Pinocchio. Like nobody else really has a song that they That's sing true. in this. That's true. And I think that highlights how he is that innocence and that he is so Difference. different from everybody around him. That's a great um, point. You know, I was thinking about like, what are the songs that like he showed when he comes to life for the first time and he's singing about what is it? What is it? What's it for? You know, and trying to figure out what everything is and then singing about his papa and then singing, you know, Really, I think he had, except again for when Sebastian J. Cricket is trying to sing and they shut it down every time. I think it kind of just highlights how different Pinocchio is from everybody else. And it kind of creates that feeling of, yeah, he is, he doesn't blend in at all. Yeah. And he's never wearing clothes. Yeah. Like, which, yeah. I mean, he's I mean, made he's out of puppet. wood. Yeah. So Val, I, I, going back to your point on grief, and I think this is one of the key moments of the movie is when Geppetto really kind of loses it during the thunderstorm. And he ends up chopping down the, the tree that his son had planted the pine cone and had grown into the tree. And we don't really see Geppetto in these scenes. We see his shadow. And it's very much like a Frankenstein's monster like it's kind of this old school Gothic horror of showing the shadows and letting that tell the story with the flashes of the lightning. Um, it's just absolutely gorgeous animation. Like the, the level of detail that they put into this is just is mind boggling. I, I really hope that they have like a, I haven't, I have, we saw a screener version. I haven't seen the Netflix version. I'm really hoping there's like an extras section with like so some of the behind the scenes and stuff. There's not, I don't know if there's an extra section, but if you go to it on Netflix, the movie and right into it is kind of a, a documentary type thing talking about how they made it. And I haven't watched it okay. yet, but it, it's, it's right there. So you can okay. watch both of them. I'll check that out. I also oh. have a pretty incredible book that they sent me that has the breakdown of the animation of the characters that you oh, should cool. definitely read. But I definitely want that back because it's real. I really like, I love the look of this movie so much. 
I love Mm -hmm. the look of Pinocchio. I love that he's clunky and weird and awkward and, you know, not necessarily like easy to look at. You know what I mean? Because I feel like all of the other versions of Pinocchio is this familiar, like, okay, I could kind of get this. But if you saw saw this Pinocchio walking down the road, like you wouldn't, it's kind of creepy. Especially when he's especially when he's first introduced, when he first comes to life, it again plays into Guillermo's um, horror background in that it's all spindly legs and it's like something out of the thing. And it's like trying to, Pinocchio's trying to orient himself and it freaks Geppetto out, which makes perfect sense. And then, you know, Geppetto ends up locking him in the, in the cupboard because he doesn't know what this is or why it's here. Yeah. Uh, and he does some of the crawling that he does at that point is really, really creepy and weird looking. I agree. It's just like the ring. Yeah. (laughs) There there are moments where this is undeniably a del Toro film. Like you, I mean, you just can't, I mean, the whole thing visually is very much distinct and everything, but I just feel like there are definite moments where it's like, yeah, this is, this is definitely del Toro's work. And And I think that's especially, especially when they go into the, into the underworld. And I think it's interesting because the pine cone is much more of a pagan symbol, but it represents a lot of times rebirth. Mm -hmm. And so you have Pinocchio who was born from and carved and created from a pine tree that was created and grown by a pine cone. And so he doesn't necessarily die. And it, there's, there's a slight comparison a little bit, between Pinocchio, the wooden boy, and and the and the wooden Jesus, like he looks at the Jesus and says, "Well, he's made out of wood, and people like him. Why don't people like me?" And so I think there's kind of, and I I don't think it was overt, but I like the idea of that rebirth metaphor coming through there again. And he goes into the underworld, and that is primo del Toro right there, like the seraphim, like Jake, you were talking about with the big wings. Um, which is, uh, you know, and then you've got the, the rabbits voiced by Tim Blake Nelson, who for some reason are speaking Yiddish. I'm not sure why, but it works, you know, <laughs> at least for me, it works. So, yeah. 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 But the lighting, the and, coloring, and I, the blues, the yellows is just stunning. Yeah. And every, every setting had its own coloring. So you made it all feel very distinct, like the, the, uh, training camp that they were in, it was like, does the sun ever rise in this place? Because it's dark all the time, and it's the right grays and and the underworld with that deep blue. And he's like, oh yeah, there's lots of blue sand, and like you mm-hmm. feel that it carries over in that in juxtaposition to the other spirit that comes, and that's kind of the light blue, and um, yeah, the coloring is just amazing through the film. So, yeah, I almost I. I when it comes to the story, there were so many cool, like different storylines that at some point during the movie, and this is where, where it, it lost me a little bit is that I feel like you could break this Pinocchio up and make a short series out of it because mm-hmm. you have this, you have the story of Geppetto and his son, right. And what that looked like before. And I'd like to see a little bit more of that. Like he gives you enough where you're curious, which is a del Toro thing, like just enough that you're curious, but then I'm going to take you over in this direction. And then you have, you know, the story of, you know, Geppetto trying to get through that, but years later just cannot get through it. And now, you know, he has this moment and then he makes Pinocchio and you have Pinocchio come to life. Well, then you have Pinocchio and him, trying to deal with day-to-day stuff, trying to go to school, trying to do all this stuff. But at the same time, you've got this war going on. Right. And then Pinocchio has to go to, he goes to war and he goes to this training camp, which is a whole nother, you know, story. Then you've got the underworld. Then you've got the redemption. Then you've got like, you've got like, you could do four to five different, you know, half hour to 45 minute series just on these different storylines. And so for me, I felt like, as much as I thought they were all interesting, it may have been one too many for me. But at the same time, I hate saying that because I love what he did with doing the the circus or sideshow um, instead of I've never loved that pleasure island, one. the pleasure island. I've always right. thought that was such a 
I, I and I loved it even less in in the other version of Pinocchio this year. Um, I, I just I don't love love that. Um, but what they did there, and then bringing in the war and bringing in the like that community at the time and fascism and all that stuff. I love it when you can take something like an animated story and really bring in topics that we should talk about. Yes, but they don't. It you don't under you don't know that you're learning something or that you sparked something that you would go and learn more about later, right? Um, but I think the pacing of all of these different moments is where I get lost. Well, is it, it just oh there are some just long moments in between these cool things that if they would have tightened up as a movie, it would have felt better for me. Whereas I would get excited and then I was just like, Ugh, and then I would get excited. And then I, I think it was the pacing. Hmm. Um, well, one thing I think is interesting is in the Disney pleasure Island, you have boys who are doing bad things because they can, because they're giving into their inner it. Like they can smoke, they can gamble, they can fight, they can eat candy, they can do pool. They can do all of these things that they're not supposed to do. And again, it goes back to the, being a good boy. And in this version, it is taking these innocent kids and training them for war. And so it's like, you're making them do bad things. And it's a corruption of innocence, as opposed to there's kind of this evil inside of them that they need to, to get out and then they become jackasses, you know? And in this one, it is more about the corruption of the youth, which I thought was a really beautiful mm -hmm. thing. And this really ties into, it's almost like a trilogy if you look at it, with The Devil's Backbone, Pan's Labyrinth, and now Pinocchio. These are three movies that deal with fascism, life, death, redemption, all of these things. And it really forms out nicely. It's interesting looking at the, the training camp kind of sequence because i have a love-hate relationship with that sequence in this movie i think out of everything that happens that one to me the transition to it and everything feels the most forced it kind of comes this is always something that's going on in the background this war and everything else that's going on in the background but then all of a sudden he's thrust into that after we the whole story up to that point has been about him being on this sideshow and this carnival and everything um and then ultimately that's what leads to him being in the ocean and getting swallowed by the dogfish and, and all of that. But, but to me, it was just, it was just a little bit jarring how they got to that point. Um, but I also love a lot of the interactions that happen at the yeah. training camp. Like you talk about that wearing way of innocence and everything else they go and they have the big competition where they're shooting each other and everything else. And he and Candlewick find a way for them to both win for them to both tie but in yep. war, you can't do that. That's not right. in the rules. There's not a there's not a tie in war. Is mm -hmm. I'm not trying to really argue the semantics of war, but I'm just saying that's no, not the attitude, right? It's not football. Right. There's Soccer, no right. ties. Soccer. Football. Football. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> yeah. But and then in that moment when they come back and they're like, Yeah, we found a way for us to both win. And then he's like, Okay, Candle shoot the puppet. Like Yeah. It's very dark and very, very painful um, to watch. I just feel like I don't know how you fit that in the story better than they did. I just didn't feel like the the transition to it just was hard for me. Okay. Um, and maybe that's where Val, where you mentioned it being a series, it might work a little bit better. Um, yeah. But so I, it's kind of a love hate for, for me on that part. I, I like because I don't to, want it to go away. I just don't know right. how to fit it in better. Right. Um, I love the design of the whale. I thought that was really cool, and that was definitely a Guillermo del Toro monster. Um, it wasn't just your typical average whale, but I liked to. I don't know. There was just something I, with the idea of there being like a lighthouse inside a whale that I thought was just kind of just kind of cool, and I liked how they escaped. They didn't have to you know, start the fire. They did something different with it, which again, plays into, you have the stuff that you're familiar with from the um, Disney version of Pinocchio, but then there's enough that's different that makes it interesting and exciting. Whereas I felt like um, the, the latest recreation um, with Robert Zemeckis, 
it felt like we're just going to retell this story step by step by step by step by step, and it's a recreation. That's and not a better because not a how better disney yeah that's how disney does their live action movies i know is they want not all things. of them not all of them just most the of recent them. ones most of them under yeah. under Chapek, they sure did you got new a bob back happened with tiger too they they the beast was pre chapic and it was 100% yeah. just a i, I of hope the they're learning their lesson but yeah don't tell me the same story beat for beat give me like I love cover songs. Okay. I love when I hear a song that I'm familiar with and that I like, but I, but then somebody puts their own spin on it, their yeah. own twist yeah. to it. Um, that gets me super excited. Like if you have um, somebody who takes like an ACDC song and all of a sudden they're adding like bluegrass to it. And it, and when it works, it's like, okay, that's cool. That's something that's really interesting to me. And that's how I felt with this Pinocchio. I'm like, okay, this isn't just a retelling. This is a new version. And in a lot of ways, it yeah. really fits in with the modern times because we are kind of, we're, we're, we're on a precipice on, in a lot of fronts. And we have to decide yeah. as a society, are we going to give into our darker impulses? Are we going to shun the people who are different from us? Are we going to punish them for being different? Are we going to kill people for disobeying? Or are we going to become better people I think that's that's kind of just human existence, but it feels like it's kind of heightened right now um, with a lot that's going on in society. There's a lot of hatred and a lot of misunderstanding and a lot of not accepting people for who they are and letting them live their lives. And that's something we yeah. definitely need to work on. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I feel like we've, We've gotten really deep on this episode more than <laughs> which is great. I think this is, I think that's movie is a kind of movie that does make you stop and think a little bit more um and i do love i do love that it's its own spin i mean obviously this is del toro's movie 100 percent, and you can tell mm -hmm. the the skeleton is there of the original pinocchio story but he definitely made it his own um which i think is great uh, i did well, find myself thinking at times i wonder which one is more canon and then i realized i am too big a nerd and i need to stop thinking about movies that way because i like because that's the whole conversation about the lord of the rings series I'm, about star wars yeah i just need to move on with my life and i'm um, i'm familiar with the book but i haven't read it but i know no. it's dark it. it's oh, dark yeah. yeah um yeah. but but the thing that's that i think is fun too jake is because he had so much fun making this movie He's actually talking now, and he's talked about it for years, but he's talking about going back and doing In the Mountains of Badness, which is the the famous um, story. The Who's the author? Lovecraft. Mm. It's, it's a okay. Lovecraft story. And nice. He originally tried to do with Tom Cruise, and the studio killed it because it was going to be too expensive. But now he's thinking that he might do it as a stop-motion, full-on horror picture. So I'm like... All right, I'm interested. I, I would I would love to see him do another film or two like this. It, they are time consuming and they're hard to mm -hmm. make. And so I get that it may not be what you like yeah, this the last, like, all you ever want to do years. and try to Yeah. Yeah. So but but I would and, love and to see more. The thing with, with Del Toro, he it's like you said, Jake, you can tell that it's his film. Like he's got his own visual stamp to it which i like because you don't often get that because a lot of our movies let's be honest are kind of cookie cutter right they're really formulaic they all kind of look the same i love the marvel movies and there's a few that stand out but they really do fit this formula and they all kind of have to look the same and and same with a lot of our dramas but del toro's out here just coming up with something completely different like i wouldn't have guessed that he would have done pinocchio after he did um the what's the one the last year um, with the circus, um, the black and white film. Uh, anyway, but like the shape of water, like yeah, Hellboy. He's like he does something so different. Like he does something different. He does he does something different with each movie, but each movie still feels like his movie, even though it is still visually different. And I feel like um there are a few directors that can pull that off i think del toro's one i think tim burton is another one yeah. where you can tell it's a tim burton movie but it's you can also tell it's a different movie from the other ones that he's made 
Nightmare he did Alley Nightmare was Alley, Alley, but it wasn't was black and white. Yeah. I was like black there's and a, white. There's, no. a, there's a black and white version that I watched. Yeah. 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 Um, another right. one yeah. that was visually beautiful, but just needed the, the pacing for me. Um, and maybe I'm just not a Del, Del Toro pacing person. I don't know. I, I Visually, it was beautiful. But like you said, I love it, um, Tracy, when somebody takes something that we know and then like a cover song and then they put their own twist on it. And I very much think that um, this is something that we've seen done all pop and beautiful. So this is a Britney Spears song done by Tool. And so I think there are some really, really cool things about it. But at the same time, it's a little off because you're like, wait a second. Like, um, that's a really good comparison. Yeah. It's yeah. a, it's, um, and I'm going to give it uh, a B minus. Okay. It's still in the B's. I would have given it a total solid B if the pacing would have been just a little bit better for me. Because I do think, like, again, for animated movies of the year, like this is some of the best animation I've ever seen. The coloring, the lighting, just like all of the cool, like intricate um, details that he puts in each scene. Like you can freeze a frame. Yeah. And there are so many things to look at, um, which is really, really cool. And just, you know, how each character has their own little little thing going on, you know, like it, I, I could watch it again just to, you know, kind of get the characters little quirks, you know uh -huh. what I mean? And, and to do that in stop motion, to do that in any animation, um, it takes time, yeah. you know, it, it takes, it, cause you could just say, well, nobody's going to pay attention. Nobody's going to know that right. this one guy has a little bit of a limp or that this, you know, because it's animation um, and you're not expecting much from your audience, but Del Toro, knows that his audience has come to see all those little idiosyncrasies um, and, and he gives it to us. Um, and the acting was great. The characters, I really, really love the characters, but for me, it was just, it felt a little long in some places that I don't like, I'd have to think, okay, do I want to watch that today? Like, I really want to watch it, but do I <laughs> like, can I get through it? Um, because it just feels a little long and a little slow in some parts. Um, but it still is going to be in what, in my top five animated movies the, of the year. The way we started, I thought we were looking at like in the low C's. So I'm, I'm good with the B minus. <laughs> I don't know that I could ever give Del Toro like a C anything <laughs> just because he's, he is brilliant. And again, not every movie or filmmaker is for everyone. Um, yeah. And I respect everything that he does. And I know there's an audience that will watch this movie and think they didn't get enough. Like it was like two hours wasn't enough. They could have done two and a half hours. Um, it's right. just, it wasn't that for me, but I understand how it could be that for other people. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think for me, um, I, I'm probably going to give this a B plus, which is, probably the most common grade that I give out, but we watch a lot of good movies on this yeah. show. So um, it, I, I do think there were a couple of story problems. I think it is, it is two hours a long time for an animated movie. And maybe that's part of it. But I told you up front, Tracy, when you handed me the movie that I'm not a big fan of the Pinocchio story, right. just in general, for me to sit down and say, I'm going to sit down and watch a movie for two hours about a story that I just don't even really care for. <laughs> And then to come out of that and say it's a B plus, that's a win. Del Toro. And I, and I want to recognize that because um, the animation is just amazing. It sucks you in right away. If you watch this on Netflix, um, make sure you're watching it on a device hooked to your TV and not just on yeah, your phone. Yeah, don't watch it on your phone. No, I honestly think I would have felt differently screen. about it if I would have seen it in the theater. I oh, think I probably would have. I probably would have been yeah. more like a BB plus for me if I would have yeah, seen it. Yeah, this movie deserves a big screen. You're right. Yeah, so watch it on on what you can that's big, so you can be immersed in the whole thing because it it does suck you in right away. Um, but uh, I do think the train sequence, although necessary, and I really loved it. It just felt weird where it was placed and how it was placed. And I don't know how they do it better. Um, so maybe that's just a really bad criticism on my part, but um, 
overall, I, I enjoyed it. For me, this is probably the definitive version of Pinocchio more than the mm. classic Disney version. However, if you are a huge, huge fan of the classic Disney version, please go into this knowing it's completely different because you're going yes. to be very, very upset at the end of the movie if you're thinking, oh, this is going to be just like the Disney. It's not. And you need to know that going into it. And if that's going to bother you to the point where you feel like it ruined, just don't watch the movie and watch right. it. And I, and I like them both. And that's I just okay. Know that, I know yeah. that they're made for different audiences. Yeah, very much you know? so. Yeah. And, so. and that's why I said up front, this is a movie that you 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 don't just put on because it's Pinocchio and you're just going to put it on for the kids. Like, I think there's stuff that no. they'll like, but this is much more of an of a teenage and adult film than a children's film. It's a mature, um, uh, it's a mature it's, film. It's a mature film. Yeah. Um, were you, were you done Jake or did you have more? Yeah. I'm good. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. I'm going to go a minus on this one. Um, I, I felt like it is just a, just a titch long. Um, but I love that it surprised me. It took me in different directions. Um, like I said, I love the idea of, of this being set during 1930s Italy, which we don't often see. If you think world war, you, you start thinking of Germany, you, you, you know, and that's much more that you don't think as much of, of what was happening in Italy. Um, mm -hmm. it's, it's, it's a Guillermo del Toro film. It's dark, it's mature but it's whimsical. There's this, there's this balance with him where it's the, the bizarre and the unusual and the creepy yet with heart. And it's it, the, the, I think the thing that struck me is the, the marionettes and the, the stop motion puppets are in so, the backgrounds, like Val said, are so detailed and so realistic. Like you feel like you could reach into your screen and touch Pinocchio right? Like, you mm -hmm. know, kind of what he feels like. There's this rough texture to him. Um, and then you have the stuff like the underworld and the dead rabbits and the seraphim and, and it's kind of this mixture. And then you have Mussolini showing up for the performance and you have Pinocchio holding up wooden poo and shaking his butt at him, you know, kind of rebelling against that authoritarianism. Um, it's it's unlike anything you'll see. See it like Jake said on the on the biggest TV you've got. Don't watch this on your phone. Don't watch this even on a tablet. Watch this up on a on a bigger screen. Um, but it is not the Disney version. It is definitely not. So um, I really enjoyed this. Uh, I I want to see it again. Um, is it one that I'm just going to pop on on a Friday night? No. Um, but it's another film where I feel like Guillermo del Toro is one of the more interesting. Whether or not you like him whether or not you agree with all of his pieces, because there are some of his films that are lesser to me. Like he's not like a God where he can't do anything wrong. Um, but this fits right into the pantheon with him and, and he continues to surprise me and, and delight me. So I'm going a minus. And, and it still makes me sad every time I watch a movie of his to think that he's not going to be doing the haunted mansion for us. Oh. Cause I think that's dead. Right. In another in another universe that exists, and I can't wait to see it. Yeah. <laughs> um. Well, there you go, Pinocchio. Check it out. It's going to get a lot of hype as award season rolls out. It, it's going to be yeah. nominated for best pic animated picture for sure. Um, and I think it deserves. I don't know if I would do this hype, one or Marcel. I I think I think I'll say this. I think Pinocchio is going to win for best animated film. I like Marcel a little bit more. Like I enjoyed Marcel a little bit more. This isn't necessarily a, a fun movie. Yeah. But I think looking at Marcel and looking at Pinocchio, uh, Disney did not bring enough of their A game this year to win best animated feature. Not even close. Between those two, I yeah. think. So Normally we would say we won't see you at the movies, but this week you have two opportunities to see us. Number one, Tuesday night, we will be seeing Out of the Way Water. Uh, you have an opportunity to win tickets to that. Go to our Facebook page and comment on our post. Um, your favorite James Cameron movie, I believe, is the question that we're asking there. Like, that's a softball. Just go. That's easy to answer, <laughs> right, for you. And we don't, you could lie. Like, we don't even, we're not going to fact yeah. check this. <laughs> Even did if you it's really a true love lie, true lies? You could, yeah. I mean, I kind of did. Um, yeah. But, 
but yeah, it's not like we're going to call you out on it. We're we just that is just your way to get entered into the random drawing to find yeah. out who's going to go or however we we do that. So please go there and do that. Also, Thursday we will be in West Garden Galaxy of Games. We will be talking about movies that happen at Christmas time, but maybe aren't Christmas movies, uh, and we'll be discussing that. Come in your ugly sweater, play some games, get some Christmas presents. Um, we would love to see you there. So normally we'd say we won't see you, but we will. Make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel. Follow us on all of the, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Uh, we'd love your support there. Uh, and we just appreciate you listening here. And uh, now I feel like I can't say we won't see you in the movies, but all right, we'll see <laughs> we you might. later. <laughs> we might. We might this week. This is your chance. See, and, and right. here's where I should sing one of the Pinocchio songs, but I can't get my voice to go up that high. So we'll just like, no. I don't. I would love to see you try, but I just I I think it will. No, you don't. We'll just you end really it here. <laughs>